0: Mee met leuke acties. Vanuit de hoofdstad van Limburg is dit RTV Maastricht.
1: show of Student Radio Maastricht here at RTV Maastricht 107.5 FM. I'm Katinka, your host for today. With me is Lotte. Hello. And on tech is Sachit. And Adrian is uh, next to Sachit Learning Tech, one of our new members. Welcome. Um, you just listened to So vrolijk Herman van Veen, which is a very happy song about mm. also happy days but also not so happy days and sometimes we're a bit psychotic and erotic <laughs> but you know we'll get there in the end um, and today we're going Dutch we got some Dutch music for you in the first hour and in the second hour we will give you um, yeah everything there is to know about Dutch culture Dutch people and the things that are going around here so Lotte welcome back in the studio I'm very thank happy. you for <laughs> the two, two of the three Dutch people I think mm. uh,
2: in student radio Maastricht so I used to be the only one so yeah it's good i have and some then, uh, representation
1: yeah it switched to me because i mm. joined kind of because you left yeah exactly <laughs> um, and now we're here together join mm. forces yes. um so yeah the um, we chose some songs so uh, both Ota and me chose some songs uh, something that we listened to like dutch music we listened to when we were younger dutch music when we listened to when we were I don't know, a bit impurity kind of growing yes. all the time, yeah. and then something that we still listen to. So this first one was uh, my song from my early childhood. Um, lot of you know the song, of course. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's also from one of the TV shows that I used to watch, Alfred the Duck Squawk, which I love very much. And every time I hear this song, I remember this little duck swimming around, and uh, you know the intro of the of the show. But looking back on that, like it's quite a quite a heavy show as well.
2: Mm, yeah, agreed. Yeah,
1: yeah. A lot of know, it talks about fascists and yeah, such as you. I I told you about this show and you've watched a few episodes as well.
3: That's right. Um, um, Alfred Quack was one of one of the things that I watched improve my Dutch. And um, let's just say I was somewhat surprised by the <laughs> by the subject matter and how it goes with the with the way it looks, right? Because it looks a bit like you know any. Children's show, but then suddenly there's an episode on Nazism. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's uh, quite dark.
1: It is quite dark. And I don't very, get your happy endings. <laughs> no, not really. Very obvious as well. Like it's not that it's secretly the Nazis. It's very clear the way that it's drawn. And it's and, very political. Yeah, very yeah. political. Also, there's an episode where Alfred takes because um, he's a little duckling, right? He's adopted by a mole because his parents got killed in a, in a traffic <laughs> oh, accident. Oh yeah, I
2: remember now. <laughs> yeah, and. Um, uh,
1: yeah,
3: the very just, first pilot episode yeah
1: yeah he goes he goes on adventures he also takes in refugees uh, when when they come and and the country doesn't want to accept him and stuff like that so quite happy but i i mean as a child i always loved it and i think it's amazing that we have these shows yeah, i think
2: it's amazing this combination of like uh, adults um yeah political views and then also for children in just a, a tiny duck that you can watch i think it's 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 yeah. nice that it's they do this. It's like cute, right? So, Lotte, did
1: you did you watch Alfred the Dog I bet you did. I did, but yeah.
2: Now that you're talking about it, I think I should rewatch it because I, <laughs> I completely missed it. Like I was very innocent when I watched it.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. And that's also why um, why I love it so much because there's a lot that you can do in kids shows. I mean, we know Disney has the same concepts, right? There's a lot that happens there that's a bit more mature humor that kids won't get, but then mm. it's nice for parents to also watch it. Um, but I think in in this show, uh, this Dutch show, it, it goes very, very far with that, <laughs> <laughs> very much on that line.
3: Yeah. It almost seems to me like uh, the the idea here is that children will, will get confused and ask their parents questions. Uh, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's almost to stimulate these discussions that yeah. they put in those things. Yeah. And yeah. there's not many shows for children in English that I can compare this to, but perhaps uh, Tom and Jerry? Tom and Jerry had a few episodes here and there where they, yeah. Dealt with a few questionable topics, but yeah. generally, all the cartoons that I remember watching were very child friendly and not in yeah. a good way, you know. They never really stimulated mm. you much,
1: yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, because it starts just with, and that's in a lot of kid shows, right, where parents die. I don't know why Disney does it all Bobby, the time, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all the parents die, um, but it's his parents die and he gets adopted. That's also where it starts, so that's like the first mm. big topic that you get in the show, um, and I think that also says something about. Dutch media in general—that we really push these boundaries. There's not a lot of um, c- censoring going on. We can—I mean—we can say things that we want on the radio in our shows, and you see that in the TV shows as well, especially for younger kids. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that's why I wanted to start with it, and because the song is so happy, even <laughs> though life is not always happy, because half of the song is psychotic, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> we we'll get there in the end. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah.
1: Our next song. It's going to be one of your Lotte. You yeah. The- it's
2: also quite political, actually. It's um, so in Dutch history, the music history uh, started kind of as cab- cabaret first, so m- more French-influenced songs, like similar to the French uh, chansons. Um, so they were always like kind of protesting against something, or they were singing about life and and. Uh, uh, the Struggles of Life. And this song is really um, a protest against uh, conforming to uh, the social norms. And it's called uh, Men's Durf to Leven by um, Ramse Shafi. It's actually a cover by him um, from a song that was um, made in the 30s. So a very old song, uh, but I think it's very relevant. And uh, It's with a lot yeah. of
1: music as we oh man it was so hard <laughs> for us yeah <laughs> you guys it was so hard for us to choose songs because there's a lot of music of course there's a lot of the, like the stereotypical dutch and mm. slager type music but we wanted to stay away from that and and yeah show or let yeah. you guys listen yeah. to more of the better
2: um that yeah music. and was a very much a character kind of similar to um freddie mercury um, yeah. so yeah and a lot of politics, I think
1: that's something mm. that you really see in this Dutch music from like around the, uh, it started after the war, so mm. like and 40s, 1940s, but then especially around the end of the 1960s, 70s and 80s, that's when you see so much of the political influence, I mean music in general, obviously, mm. but here in the Dutch music as well, you see that it comes up in all the genres, when pop music came up, when mm. uh, the rock music came up in the Netherlands, that it's yeah. very much that political thing, and yeah. you see it coming back in the... TV shows, in the movies, in the Dutch series. Uh. So let's have a listen to uh, your song, Mens te Leven, from Rans Shafi.
2: Yes.
0: Je leeft maar heel kort, maar een enkele keer. En als je straks anders wilt, kun je niet meer. Mens durft. Vraag niet elke dag van je kracht te bestaan. Hoe hebben mijn pa en mijn grootpa gedaan? Hoe doet hem een neef en doet hem een vriend? En wie weet hoe of dat nou mijn buurman weer wint? En wat heeft het fatsoen voor geschreven? Mensen leven. De mensen bepalen de kleur van je das, de vorm van je hoed en de snit van je jas. En van je leven Ze wijzen de paadjes waar langs je mag gaan En roepen ook foei, als je even blijft staan Ze kiezen je toekomst en ze kiezen je werk Ze zoeken een kroeg voor je uit en een kerk En wat je aan de armen moet geven Mensen is dat leven De mensen, ze schrijven je leefregels voor Ze geven je raad en ze roepen in koor, zo moet je leven. Met die mag je omgaan, maar die is te win. Met die moet je trouwen, al heb je geen zin. En daar moet je wonen, dat is je fatsoen. En je wordt genegeerd, als je het anders zou doen, alsof je iets ergs had misdreven. Mens is dat leer. Het leven is heerlijk, het leven is mooi. Maar vlieg uit in de lucht en kruip niet in een kooi. Mensen te weven. Je kop in de hoogte, je neus in de wind. En lap en je laars hoe een ander het vindt. Hou een hart vol van warmte en van liefde in je borst. Maar wees op je vierkante meter een borst. Wat je zoekt kan geen ander je
2: geven. so that was uh, Ramses Shafi with Men's Dare to Um So to translate that a little bit, Men's Dare to leave is, um, yeah, people dare to live. So he's in this song, he's like pleading for people to not um, only think about what other people think, but live the life. Um, you want to live, um, and this is very relevant uh, from the from the time period that it was made, because uh, the society, Dutch society, was kind of compartmentalized. Uh, you had the church, you had um, yeah, Prince Protestant Church, Catholic Church, and there were certain rules that you had to obey um, within those um, yeah parts, and uh, um, yeah, it's 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 really like. Uh, um, uh, trying to convince people to also be um, themselves and uh, and uh, like I said this this Ramza Shafi guy was uh, was pretty uh, was kind of a character he um, i w- I would uh, describe him as uh, similar to Freddie Mercury very openly bisexual for instance in that time that was very that was quite extreme um, he, uh yeah, they, they made actually uh, also a documentary about his life. I don't know Katinka if you've uh, watched this. No, but yeah. it sounds good. I'm yeah. curious. So they made a, well, it's a film, ser- it's a series. Uh, so it's not a actual documentary, but more like a biopic. So uh, an, uh, an actor is actually playing Ramses. Right. Very good uh, singer as well. And um, yeah it's a really good series and it really shows this time period in the netherlands and especially amsterdam which i think was beautiful with the costumes and uh you know the old uh, record players and just all these little details from that time that are so beautiful and uh, and it, it really shows this character ramses uh, as a real artist uh, struggling uh, to get the jobs to get to take his music to the next level to be understood uh, yeah yeah, I lo-
1: I love what you well tell about him but also about the music lots because it is it is something that was very much, you know, in those in that after war period. So it mm-hmm. started after the war, there was some time to build up the country again. Um and then around those in the sixties that's when people started to speaking up again in mm-hmm. Atlanta, you know, when, when also these pillars in society started to break down a little bit. Mhm. Um, and, like you say, that's what Ramses is singing about in this song as well: Dare to Live, you know, mm. dare to discover what your voice is. You don't have to stay home and do this anymore. You don't have to go to this church and, and obey by those rules anymore. Like, mm. it's, it's very much about freedom and finding yeah, out what Systery. you want to do. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's something that you hear, especially if in the 60s and 70s, of course, came after that, <laughs> when mm. everybody discovered that, that was a possibility and then they went crazy. Um, but what you hear in a lot of that, yeah, the music from that time, um, that some so, so many things were changing. Mm.
4: You
1: know, people were rebuilding society and uh, politically a lot w- was happening. And I think m- in the Netherlands, but also in the rest of the world, which is something that they were very aware of. Mm. Uh, here's uh, so what you hear in those songs as well. I love it. Good choice. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. especially like this version where you have all the... The, the big inst- band. Yeah, the big band yeah. and instruments and um, mm-hmm. yeah. Such any notes you want to give about the the way it was recorded. <laughs> you gave us some notes oh, about God it. Oh, good God!
3: When I first started hearing it, I almost panicked. It sounded like something. <laughs> everything had gone wrong. But then I realized that it's from the 60s, and yeah. they do this thing where they send all the, the percussion to one side of the one side of the sound of of the mix, and all. The strings to the other, so you have the drums playing in one ear and <laughs> the violins and everything <laughs> playing in the other. Yeah. I don't know why they thought that was a good thing in the 60s. In fact, some Beatles uh, albums are also mixed this way. Mm. Extremely forgettable practices, but good music nevertheless. <laughs>
1: mm. Yeah, I mean, it's, it has this, its charm, and I guess I mean, it was a it time does. before WhatsApp recordings and you know all this
3: stuff that. Yeah, it, have it was. A, it was a time when recording was a very difficult, very expensive, and very elitist process. Mm. Yeah. So. W- there was there was there was a lot of um, you know it 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 was a big thing to record something and it was a huge prestige.
1: Yeah, because mm. yeah, I've seen pictures as well of like the early radio shows in the Netherlands. Because these are also things that started, um, you know, begin beginning of nineteen hundreds. Things came up. Mm. Uh, TV, I think, it came kind of post war. Yeah, wars always at like that time frame, <laughs> right? Uh, that's when these things started coming up here and. Um, when I talked to my dad about that, he's from America, so they already had that, so mm. he's almost, he's going towards 70 year, years now, and he remembers when he was a child, child there was a phone that they mm. had for the street, and there was TV, and then my mom was a little bit younger, she didn't have that yet mm. in her childhood, because here in the Netherlands that came way later than in America, um, but this is a time period when things, yeah more accessible and I think especially radio really came up yeah. than radio music mm. uh, and we're still here yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. radio
2: I, I remember my dad told me that uh, they had this uh, radio channel Time for Teenagers <laughs> 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 and that's where, uh, where they started to listen to like American or like, uh, music uh, because actually Dutch music was not s- super popular uh, among the youth and mm-hmm. actually uh, Ramses was one of the people that also spoke to the young young people Mm -hmm. young uh, especially more um university students that uh, wanted to make change you know yeah because like the pop
1: culture that just came up um after yeah like late 1940s and before Mm -hmm. that it was very much this yeah old and i don't know it always has something to do with church maybe Mm -hmm. or like more history or it's very old-fashioned and i can imagine for the Mm -hmm. youth back then also wanting to listen to something else yeah. that really came up later yeah. um, next song is something that I chose which is a little bit different than mm-hmm. <laughs> Ron's the Shuffy it's something that um, I listened to very much in my teens uh, but I still love the song and I still listen to it I'm not going to deny that mm. um, and I very much like the vibe of it also the lyrics but I know that a lot of our listeners won't be able to understand the lyrics mm. but it's um, yeah "Shoni and Anita is what it's called from the opposites and um that they are, that's also what they say in the song, they're the, the Dutch Bunny and Clyde. So it really has that vibe, like, you no know, young guy, young girl going out there fighting against Rebels. the world. Yeah, it's mm. like, you know, we can make it without you. I also love the video clip because it shows it so well exactly what you picture these young, mm. I mean, well, yeah, kids is what they still are to be. Yeah. Struggles of life trying to fight your way there. Um, Could be.
3: Yeah. Could we have the name of the biopic about Ramses Shafi once, uh, Lota? It's just
2: called Ramses. It's just called Ramses, okay,
3: for all our listeners. I think in 2016 they made it, yeah. Yeah. Okay, sounds very interesting. On to the Dutch Bonnie and Clyde then?
1: Yeah. Let's hear, hear them out, Shoni and Anita from The Opposites.
5: sick the you out You and makes it. Would you like sell the shit? Schoenen, zwart, de cap, kut, kop met een zwarte vlek. Geen doden, geen no, maar nog steeds dood met stukken treks. Hoppa zit, slauwe troep, niks net, trouwe poep. Geen grappig en geen flappen, dat besteden voor de vrouwen, dude. Behalve mommy, wat mommy rolt aan mijn zijde. Mami deelt met mijn mommy, is de mijne. En ik zie die mannen kijken van, wat moet die met die chick? Hits vrouwen in de pocket, kerel, maakt een fucking blitz. Maar die vecht vechten niet voor me. Ik bedoel, vechten niet voor me. Maar mijn moppie is de trombie, is de verse, wat voor me. Drink Jack, blijft nuchter als een poel maak een flippen als een gek Samen koersen in de baggie, samen stijlen voor de popen Samen in die diepe takjes Samen helemaal loco Samen op de fast, samen naakt Samen thuis, samen in de problemen Samen klimmen bij weer uit, mama jij en ik Maar wij zijn Johnny en Anita De Nederlandse bon in je shit. Mami, we rollen overal Zij en zij, niet mama fokken met ons Zij mama fokken met ons mama fokken met ons Anita, de Nederlandse borst in je klaars, shit mami we rollen overal yeah. zij, jij, ja, zij, niet mama fucken met ons, niet mama fucken met ons Soms gaat het goed met me, soms gaat het minder Mijn moopje kent de stil zie van binnen De pijn en de zorgen waar ik mee loop Haar pijn en zorgen ken ik ook Soms zijn de dagen fucked up Christens, geen werk, geld van brood Soms ruzie om vrouwen, soms over iets geks Soms ruzie om niks, soms ruzie voor seks Want mommy haalt er van Fucking onhandelbaar, maar Johnny weet van handelen Wat doet ze dan onhandelbaar, weet Johnny het te handelen Mommy is een rare meid, Papi is een rare kill Maar weinig van die zogenaamde mat Die zijn loyaal als zij, recht op de Man niet bang voor wat plankgas, niet bang voor de confrontatie mammy, je geen hand vast ik ga niet van die uppercutjes, hou niet van die zogenaamde lied elite, mijn bootjes kan ik niet zelf doppen champagne in de hand, een arrogante blik wanneer ze geld ziet, zit ze op je pik als een fucking hoe waar wij zijn Johnny en Anita, de Nederlandse bon in je klaar shit Mama, Wil je mommy kappen, waarom niet met is? Die shit is je moet dippen, met jou is een nigga. Mamie is de dame Met alle tijd gevaarlijk wanneer het moet De papi komt van de polder Halen van Curaçao Mami bewaar met dino kors Babo akibaho Mami jij ja, die van netjes, mami weet wat we goed is En mami begint te flippen als papi je nacht nachtjes zoekt is Hoe papi doet soms domme dingen Mami heb een kort lontje. Papi komt de er thuis, we moeten woede ondervinden. vinden De regen komt, de zonneschijn De ruzie komt, de seks en de lataka En is alles reflex. reflex. Mami kan me vergeven Mami wil me niet kwijt, maar wij zijn Johnny En Anita, mommy born in the bon in je shit mommy but all the say mama fuck mama fuck a the in je shit mommy but all the say Mommy, I see the JOU La MÁI shortly sad as yeah man for that You wake the season what sit Would you like the sell shit Show the yeah I chicken egg Ham a girl Mummy I see the yeah La my show the sad as yeah man for that You make the sit Would you like the shit Shiny yeah I need chicken egg chicken egg
1: That was Shani and Anita from The Opposites. Welcome back in our show today. Um, yeah, go Dutch or go home. That was uh, the title of the show yes. today. I'm Katinka, your host for today here with Lotte, my co-host Sachit is behind Tech. Hello. With Adrian watching over his shoulder, our newest SRM member. And um, yeah, we're talking about Dutch music. Lotte and I, as the Dutchies in the team, chose some songs uh, that meant something to us uh, in, in our lives. And um, this was mine, Shoni and Anita from The Opposites. I, I listened to it probably like a gazillion times. In adolescence. <laughs> in <or> adolescence, still? <laughs> yeah, and still. Yeah, every every now and then, like at least a few times a week, probably, I don't know. I just love it. And um, it was a song that I liked, especially because of the rebellion in it. Mm. Um, for the people that don't speak Dutch yet, uh, there is a lot of bad words in the song. <laughs> uh, but also I think it's really about a story, you know, how young kids are trying to grow up and do things and mm. I don't know, fight the system. That's, that's basically it, which is something I very much related to. Mm. Um, the, so it's two guys, the opposites. Uh, One of them is, um, because we just googled a little bit (laughs) about them, Uh, why is the name The Opposites, what we were wondering. And it is because one of them is uh, small and of color, and the other one is very tall and very white, and that's why they named themselves The Opposites. Um, Yeah, so Lotte, we were just talking about this, that Mm -hmm. when The Opposites came up and they started making this music, there were actually a lot of different bands, mainly, I think, in the hip-hop scene very much, Mm. it came up very quickly um so this was in the in the 90s i think early yes. 2000s yeah. um when all of a sudden all these people of color arrived yes. in our our scene our subculture our music yeah. scene because obviously that um wasn't they w- they were they not weren't there re- yeah, I, I, weren't I hate saying it like, it like that but yeah. yeah
2: yeah it was really cool because uh suddenly um first and second generation uh, image immigrant uh, uh children but also or like uh, yeah, inhabitants of the Netherlands uh, were making music and they were gi- giving these influences from yeah, uh, probably the States, I guess, uh, hip hop and uh, and the uh, rap music and um, yeah, they represented these people that yeah, know these children, second generation that didn't have representation before yeah. because the uh, Dutch music was always made by uh, Dutch Dutchies, locals, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dutchies. Yeah, and definitely, and that's something
1: that I personally also could relate to because. Um, I have different roots as well, from Suriname, Indonesia, mm-hmm. China, and that's something that was just not there. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is something that, I mean, it never bothered me, but I also never realized, I mean, you don't know. No, it's not, you don't know what you miss until you have it, it's the other way around, but you know. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's and kind also of,
2: kids from the streets were suddenly, yeah. I uh, came up. Yeah yeah it was not only the university students the highly intelligent people that make yeah, a, exactly. um, yeah french rela- like french influenced songs but actually also just the, the kids from the street could become famous and yeah. Uh, was yeah like development that yeah
1: um there were other um, we had, we were just talking about Ali Bey as well and his mm. cousin because that's also what happens right in the hip-hop Then the cousin came up yes sir yeah, yeah, yeah. The cousin <laughs> they made this song and that just exploded and uh, I love that so much I think it was a very good representation as well mm. of of those yeah children that were mm. running around here and not really having anything talking about their culture I think that's mm. also very important that um even though he's still Dutch, right? Because he's Mm. from the Netherlands and you have second and third generations. Mm -hmm. But there's still culture behind that. And the Netherlands. And also
2: racism. I think they talk about this in the songs as well. The first protests against that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, So that's very important. our upcoming song is something from it's you complete, listen to. Your it's, yeah, children. it's completely different. Yeah.
2: So I'm uh, very much 100 uh, percent Dutch, and uh, I never really grew up listening to hip hop or rap. I mean, I, I heard it and uh, I thought it was cool, but it was not really my. Yeah, I was not in not that scene. Chair. Yeah, it was, <laughs> not, it was not that cool. So um, my first um, introduction to Dutch music that I actually liked because I hated like everything Dutch. Uh, that my uh, dad would always (laughs) play in the car so it was actually from a band uh, called raccoon and they uh, would always play at festivals and they were mostly playing sort of irish um, uh, melodic rock music in english but then they uh, for one occasion i think for a movie they decided to make a a, a dutch song and it's a very sentimental song but i think they use the language beautifully very poetic Uh, so i want to yeah Listen to Raccoon, uh, Oceaan.
1: All right, well, I'm, I'm not going to say that Shoni and Anita wasn't poetic.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what Raccoon has to say.
4: Er
1: is
6: verrekte veel te zeggen En te liegen nog veel meer Heel veel bagger bloot te leggen Al doet het graven nog zo'n zeer Ik ben een
7: eikel, maar ik leer.
4: Een
6: oceaan om in te vluchten, nooit jaloers te hoeven zijn. Liefde om je hart te luchten, een oceaan hoe lekker zou zijn. Als er iets waar ik om wenste, voordat de put droog kon te staan. Dan was het ze leven, familie waar ik veel van hou
7: en voor die ik sterker zou.
6: Een oceaan om in te schuilen, nooit alleen meer hoeven zijn. Ik heb gesmeekt niet meer te huilen als je verliet. Leven jaagt geen angst meer aan. Ik heb al zo ver moeten kruipen. Laatste stuk zal ook wel gaan tot ik ga staan.
4: Een oceaan
6: om in te vluchten, nooit jaloers te over zijn. Liefde om je hart te luchten. Een oceaan. Van mij Een oceaan Om te verzuipen Dag of Een helft te zijn Laat die ander Nu maar kruipen Een oceaan Vol tranen is van mij Alleen
2: All right, that was uh, Raccoon with Oce- Ocean. I wanted to say Ocean, but it's a Dutch version, Ocean. Um, yeah, we had a very interesting conversation just while this song was playing.
3: There's um, war in the studio.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Finally. So Adrian said something a bit um, yeah, provocative.
8: Uh, I'm already sorry about that.
2: <laughs> You're oh, new. Be so sorry. It's, uh, no, but he said that uh, and it's something that I have agreed with for many years. Um, but not anymore. He said that the Dutch language is not very well, like it's not a good language for, for singing, he said, I guess. Yes, it's a bit of an ugly first language. First of all,
8: I have to justify myself to the <laughs> listeners. I am Dutch. I have the Dutch nationality. But it's my first time in the Netherlands. So I'm totally objective. <laughs> and uh, yeah, sure. I used, to, uh, I used to, to grow up in uh, French-talking countries. Mm. And... Uh, it is a known fact for french people that dutch is an ugly language mm. and usually i disagree but it's true that as soon as i listen to a song in dutch i, I can't really defend this position anymore i just don't like the musicality of it
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah really i absurd. have to say for me it was like this uh, very much as well but then some songs just do it for me you know like this song mm. Océan if I mean it's difficult to explain because um, obviously you need to know the language to understand what he's saying but he's quite poetic in the, in his the way he uses the Dutch uh, words and uh, um, so so for me some songs j- make it even more personal because it's in my own language and there's something special about that but But in general you you have to
8: understand it in order to appreciate it yeah
1: Uh, i very much agree with that lotte um and i mean adrian I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot call my language. Okay. No, but it, it, I think there's because um, a lot of what you say, it's very mm. much about what they say, and I mm. I have that as well. Like there's a lot of that's also why I've been wanting to do this this episode for so long, because yeah. um, there's a lot of Dutch music I hate, except mm. for that one week during the year when it's carnival. <laughs> but you know, all the other times and the slagen and just the the more known. Artists mm. like Dutch artists that you're here, uh, I don't like that, but music like this like um, raccoon or uh, we're gonna listen to more in the in the next hour as well. There's a specific artist that the songs are so beautiful be- but it's mainly because of what they say mm. and if you would ask me how it sounds, I think that's very difficult because we're in the south we have a very different mm. way of speaking you know accent than they have yeah I mean it changes every 20 meters basically <laughs> in the <laughs> Netherlands. <laughs> Uh, And that's also something that you hear or I mean mean, at least I hear because obviously I grew up here so in in the songs you hear that somebody is maybe from Rotterdam or from Amsterdam Mm. or from Groningen or from Friesland and it all sounds different. Raccoon
2: raccoon definitely has that like (laughs) G. um, And I think that also very much makes a
1: difference. Uh, a difference in in what it sounds like to me if i like listening to mm. that specific accent maybe that a lot of them i can manage because my family's like w- widely spread over the net and mm. so i'm used to quite a lot um but yeah then it doesn't really sound like the same language because obviously adrian if you hear people here in the south speak dutch <laughs> doesn't that sound sweet doesn't that sound amazing and I quite yeah.
8: agree that the accent must have a great role on it.
3: Be um, very careful what you say here, Adrian.
2: <laughs> no,
8: I'd like I'd like to put myself in your position and ask you what you think about French music.
2: Yeah shit. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean
1: so <laughs> then I'm
8: not totally wrong. <laughs> music
1: and so the the language okay, true story. All right, let's mm. go into a story. I okay. was in high school. One of my <laughs> friends from uh, before that, before we went to high school, she moved to Paris. She was French as well, and I, I've always loved the sound of. French sounds beautiful and I was so looking forward to learning this beautiful language um, and it's impossible because it's shit and it sucks like it's impossible <laughs> to, to learn it's impossible to understand it's impossible to listen to actual French people in real life speak French I'm like no and I gave up after a year I cried for three years and then I survived French and I never had to do it again but yeah I like uh, the
2: sound don't of worry
8: like f- French people are saying <laughs> the same thing
3: about Dutch so and English. And I <laughs> think
1: Dutch makes
2: yeah. way less sense than French
3: okay i yeah. think as somebody like who's tried to learn both these <laughs> languages i have the ultimate authority on this okay
2: which one is the best honestly the
3: honestly dutch is much easier to bootstrap yourself into speaking ah. you know you you learn you learn some of the basic uh, vocabulary and you can make yourself understood the shopkeeper yeah. will look at you funny hmm. but <laughs> they understand. understand yeah, or switch to English which is a bit annoying but okay if when but French don't
1: people don't do that they don't switch to English um, right? no, no the, I, yeah. I'm not going
3: to hold it's that against course. them if
2: you, if you live there you, yeah. you have not, to learn the I'm not
3: going to hold that against the French what I'm going to hold against the French is that you know they will teach you French and you will learn French and you will form a well-formed sentence to you know, speak French to people and then you go and speak to somebody who speaks French and you sound like you're, fr- you're, I don't know, you sound like you're reading a book from the 1930s because nobody speaks French like it's taught. It is not even close. And of course, this is true for all major languages, but mm-hmm. I have yet to see a difference as large as French or German as well, you know, where the difference between actual spoken French and what they teach people who want to learn French is so massive that it could be two different mm-hmm. languages. Mm, interesting so take that adrian
1: yeah <laughs> i would say all right there you go adrian, there you have it okay so dutch is dutch is better than well let's take maastricht no <laughs>
3: um but i have a question for everyone on the table um we all are making all these comments about languages and songs but are you sure you're separating the language from the music that the language is used in because you know um with french for instance there is such a vast variety of music that sometimes you know you yeah, your experience of uh, the language in music could change completely based upon what you listen to. Mm. Whether you listen to, you know, I don't know, Kenny Arcana or you listen to uh, Jazz Manouche, you know, it's the, the, the difference is massive. Mm. And with Dutch, personally, I have not heard as great a variety of music.
1: Oh, well, let's go into the next song. Then. Let's go into the next
3: song. What's it about?
1: <laughs> so the next song is something, um, well, not this, I also do still listen to this specific song. Uh, But I chose it also because of the genre, because there has been some specific music developments that are very Dutch, I think. Um, So what came up, and that's mainly DJs, right? So the techno started here. We have uh, quite a few big techno DJs or house, or I mean, it's not my corner, so I never know (laughs) which is which. But, you know, Chesto and stuff, they got very big. And then there is also the... um, more rave music so that's what they used to call house mm-hmm. then that developed into being hardcore um, hardstyle and then you have frenchcore and i you have you know it gets harder and louder which is something i love it's a very big subculture here both in music but also in clothing there's still our hubbos you know you know them when you see them um, with the bald head and uh, yeah, with yeah. the bald head, mm-hmm. and then the girls they have like the obscure like the shaved on the uh, sides yeah. and then the very like uh, kind
2: of punk uh, this is thats a, that's the Dutch punk scene, no the Hubbers. or more, no punk, more hard is, style. punk punk is something yeah. different
1: okay. um.
3: But maybe from an ocean raccoon <laughs> point of um, view, you could put them <laughs> okay. in the same corner, I guess. I don't know. That always sounds, that just sounds more like alternative to me. Yeah. Yeah. Punk is more specific because punk yeah. is politi- politically motivated in a certain direction and, you know, rock bands. But I, I have a lot of people in that scene are also into punk, so it's hard to say.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but it's with all these, uh, all these things. So I've had friends that listen to hardcore and then they love dubstep which is something completely different but in the in the basic rhythm or you know hardcore people that listen to metal like there's in, in yeah. the basic how uh, the music works there's a lot of overlap there so right. i think that's very much yeah i mean all this music is politically loaded. I think that's something Could that you, we you actually out. go
2: to these kind of raves Absolutely. Uh, oh, yeah. So I have two
1: uh, like old school Aussies that I got from yeah. a friend of mine. So they're like legitimately worth one of the few things I have <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that are actually worth money. And uh, yeah, Nike, Nike Air Max. And they're obviously part of it. I used to always go on my All Stars, but that's not the way to hmm. do it because you ruin your knees <laughs> because i mean it's radio it's show. Actually a
2: sport right this is like you have to prepare for this it's
1: something <laughs> you will not do sober it's something yeah. you will not survive <laughs> sober no okay, definitely that helps, not yeah. um so yeah i don't know if you remember raccoons ocean um, such it but Thank let's you. go into um je broer kind van de duivel a production by paul elstock and dr punk
7: Als of welke dag hier mijn laatste is Hoop dat je deze draait op mijn begrafenis Dat je deze draait op mijn begrafenis. Ik hoef geen speech speech. Ik hoef geen bloemen Bloemen. Gooi drank en drugs over mijn kist kist. Alles wat ik wil in het leven was dit Fuck it Hoop dat je deze draait op mijn begravenis van de duivel, mama. Jij hoeft niet te huilen. Feesten, als op elke dag hier mijn laatste is, hoop dat je deze draait op mijn begrafenis. Ik ben een kind van de duivel, mama. Jij hoeft niet te huilen. Feesten, als op elke dag hier mijn laatste is, hoop dat je deze draait op mijn begrafenis. Ik wil tranen van geluk zien. Je moet mijn leven vieren. Als ik doodga, wil ik een standbeeld van mezelf met een lach op mijn gezicht. Fuck it. Ik
0: hoop dat je deze strijd op mijn begrafenis.
2: Yes, oh je gosh, brooch. I'm so gra- glad that's over. <laughs> <laughs> je brok
1: in voor the devil, which translates to your brother, which is the artist, and child of the devil, which is the title of the song. Um, so, such it. I'm gonna um, have a look at you. Is there any difference in Dutch music, or is it all the same?
3: I didn't say it was all the same, but I said that when you compare it to the music of, you know, a language like French, you know, then there's just less variety. Mm. I mean. Yes, there is a lot of variety, and I've heard I, um, I've heard a lot of interesting music by Dutch artists. But a lot of that interesting music is in English, you know. And so okay. Dutch language music tends to fall into a few—I wouldn't say genres, but groups of genres, you know. Hmm. And while this is, I, I could place everything we've heard so far into these groups, you know. So mm,
2: I wonder not how completely would, convinced how you would classify the last song, though. Um, but yeah, we're gonna listen to it at yeah. the end of the show. But yeah. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know we'll pick it up in the next show because we have another hour mm-hmm. um, Adrian what did you think of this did, did the Dutch sound better in this song than it did I'll in the last one,
8: ones I, I think so actually because uh, I don't know it must be the fact that you get more aggressive in that kind of style, but then the,
3: the <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
8: <laughs> you, you yeah. hear it much less this way.
1: I mean. Yeah, it's not as harsh.
3: <laughs> so for Indian Dutch, it's the language of the devil. <laughs>
1: wow. Yeah, so it's his brother, you know, child of the devil. You gotta do what you gotta do. Also, um, funny story about this song. It's something that a lot of parents, mainly in the Netherlands, did not really agree with. Um, so I can imagine that there's, well, I mean, we know there's a lot of countries when a, where a song like this would not be allowed to be played um, here we can we play these things on the radio there were a lot of parents especially in the in the Bible Belt in the in the Netherlands which is um, an, an area it's like a lot of villages combined together I don't know mm, exactly true, Lotte, yeah. if you know more mm-hmm. about this um, where people are very kind of much Orthodox yeah area. still yeah um, um, strongly driven by their faith. Mm. And then, yeah, song like this, Child of the Devil, they didn't appreciate it and they, mm. they were actually very scared and went and tried to get it off the radio and which mm. didn't happen. But um, I also like that, that people still, even though we can do all these things, you know, play all these songs and have all these series and whatever, they still think about it and you still see that it does things in our society that people are not just like, okay, whatever, another Mm. song with swear words and we don't care. You know, there's still uh, different parts in the Netherlands that get upset. Sorry, people if you got upset, but also other people in our society that can enjoy it. Um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna end this hour soon. And then uh, we're gonna go to the second part of this show, which is gonna be about Dutch culture and all the weird things that happen in the Netherlands mm. and all the, I don't know, things that Dutch people do. Um, Lotte, is there anything... You want to leave us with the last song is uh gonna be your song so maybe you want to tell us something about that yeah
2: so i picked uh um yeah a very contemporary artist right now she um if you Visser. she's uh i don't really yeah so i i want to hear from sachet how he would describe her music because it's kind of like it's a singer-songwriter but it's also like she does really interesting uh, things like she creates sort of soundscapes and it's more like uh um yeah it's really an experience so i i wonder um what you think about that um but yeah i'm a big fan of this this musician um she played recently in the music uh, before the corona time but also uh during uh she had uh, this uh lives yeah she she played at the Bruis festival which was done um in the music but only for 30 people and uh, yeah, I I went not to her day but to the last day and we were sitting at the tables with and we got some food and it was a really interesting experience um uh, and yeah she um she she uses the Dutch language in a way that's um it's kind of almost uh, just yeah her like just little thoughts that she has and it doesn't yeah. really make much sense you know like it's it's not a story it's not um it, yeah she she's just uh kind of describing feelings i would say and also this this is way more poetic very poetic um, yeah and that's something that Spinfest for instance is an artist oh, that i yeah, also no, like he, I he's it. kind of in that yeah. same
1: corner also with the with the shows that they do so i mm. went to Spinfest once um i've seen like parts of um concert at the Musikitre on Facebook, you know, passing yeah. by. Um and it's also very much about the, the ambience and the vibe and Ambience,
2: that's the word, yeah. yeah. Like yeah.
1: everything around it, uh not just the music, not just the lyrics. Uh you can listen to it, close your eyes and go on a bit of mm. a holiday a trip, in your yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Or listen to the music and figure out what what's the message behind that. Mm. Um yeah, that's what I also very much so. Sorry, I'm taking over your story. No, no, no. <laughs> no, but this
2: is exactly what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so something else. I hope that it's enough variety for uh, for such it. Um, <laughs> Adrian, is there anything you want to leave? To what you've heard. It's the first time that you're in the studio with us. So I'm very excited for you to be here. You've heard a few Dutch songs now. What are your uh,
8: I am and uh, I, I must sadly admit that uh, my point of uh, view hasn't changed yet. All right. Well, we have
1: another hour to try, exactly, <laughs> to try, and, uh, try and change that.
8: Uh, a few songs to listen to, uh, to change my mind. And I'd be happy to listen to them.
1: All right. Awesome. Well, I have uh, one thing for our cultural agenda um, that is something provided by us by our RTV Maastricht colleague Eliza Marie from News in English. Um, and there's going to be a mass cleanup. This weekend, so uh, that was going to be Saturday, the 19th of September. Um, and that's an initiative also by News in English, joining forces with Con Maastricht and um, Precious Plastic, I think, if I'm right. Um, yeah, so if you want to help clean up the mass, clean up the areas around the mass, help save our environment. Oh, it's so
2: necessary. I did this so one important. time. And it's kind of depressing how much plastic there is laying around it's um, crazy i think we it like like zero one per f- percent or yeah. less um, so i
1: think there's also a facebook event about it um if you want to know more about these kind of things uh, look us up and then we are organizing a bar night can i can i spill some tea about that already
3: can we can we i think we can a little bit, okay. we, we can speak a bit about it briefly
1: well, we're going to do bar nights with the Student Radio Maastricht, so we're working very hard on getting our venue ready. Of course, everything's going to be corona-proof. We still have to take those measurements into uh, consideration, so it's going to be very small, intimate bar nights. Well, not too intimate, obviously. meter and a half. <laughs> <But> <laughs> you know, we're going to make sure that everything is there uh, in order for everybody to be safe. Um, yeah, so on that note, if you're looking for a community to join, if you ever have like a topic you want to discuss on the radio, um, if you have some music for us, if you have any ideas about anything, always feel free to uh, message us on Facebook, Instagram or studentradiomaastricht@gmail.com. at gmail.com, anywhere that you uh, can find us on all the platforms. Uh, and then we can help you out, and maybe you guys can help us out. And the uh, bar night is coming up. Well, there will be more details next week in our show because then it's closer. Um, Sasha, that was my cultural agenda. Do you have anything to add?
3: No, let's just have uh, this is uh, Scheif by A. F. E. Debisser. I hope I got that right. Perfect. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> perfect. <laughs>
9: Kom uit het land van Pim Fortuyn en het van de G. Het land van Theo van Gogh en Mohammed B. Kom uit het land van kroketten, frikadellen die je tot aan de Spaanse kust kunt bestellen. Kom uit het land waar Air Max nooit uit de mode raken. Waar zie je kraken het moment dat je het groot gaat maken. Kom uit het land van rood, wit, blauw en de gouden leeuw. Plunderen de wereld, noemen het de gouden eeuw. Kom uit het land van wie plantages en fietsvierdaagsels Het land waar je een junkie om een fiets kan vragen Het land dat kampioen werd in 88 Het land van haring, dijken en grachten Kom uit het land van, het land van lange Fransie Dit is het land waar ik thuis kom na vakantie
6: Maar het land waar ik in 1982 geboren ben Waar ik mijn gulden aan de euro verloren ben Het land dat meedoet aan de oorlog in Irak Want oma Bush heeft balken in de eerste zak Het land van gierig zijn, een rondje geven is te duur De vette hap van de febel trek je uit de muur Het land van rellen tussen Ajax en Feyenoord Maar wanneer Oranje speelt, iedereen erbij hoort Het land van Johan Cruijff en Abel Enstra Het legioen laat de leeuw niet in zijn hemdstaan Het land waar we elke dag hopen op het beter weer Die piep alles vertrouwt vertrouwd voor de geen meter meer. meer Het land dat vrij is sinds 45 Het land waar ik blijf, vindt het er heerlijk Eerlijk
9: ah, Kom uit het land waar je doorheen rijdt in drie uurtjes Met een ander dialect elke 10 minuutjes. Kom uit het land waar op papier een plek voor iedereen is en ecstasy, export nummer 1 is. Kom uit het land waar André Hazes over 100 jaar in elk café nog steeds de basis. Kom uit het land waar Peter, Gert, Jan, Raymond en Junte, Frans, Bart en Ali de game runnen. Kom uit het land waar hip een kind van 30 is en je mag zelf weer gaan vullen. Hoe vet dat is, het land waar als je rijk wordt je zoveel inleverd Dat je bij jezelf denkt, hoeveel zin heeft het Het land van prostitutie en blauwe macht Het land van Sinterklaas en koninginnedag Dit is het land waar ik verloren heb, bedrogen ben Kom uit het land waar ik geboren en getogen ben Ik kom uit het land met de meeste culturen per vierkante meter Maar men is bang om bij de buren te gaan eten En integratie is een schitterend woord Maar shit is fucking bitter wanneer niemand het hoort Ik deel mijn land met Turken en Marokkanen Latte Janen, mannen, en Surinamers. Het land waar we samen veel te veel opkroppen. En wereldwijd geritme zijn door Harry Potter. Het land waar apartheid internationaal het meest bekende woord is uit de Nederlandse taal. Kom uit het land uit dit als een tijdbom. Het land dat eet om zes uur en ook nog geen een tijd komt. Dit is het land waar ik zal overwinnen aan het einde. Totdat je deze meezingt aan de Arena lijnen. En tot die tijd zal ik schijnen. En ik heb mijn hart verpand. Dit is voor Nederland.
6: Ik ben, baas ben, lange Frans.
1: Het Land van, from Langefront and Bas Bay. Welcome back in the second hour of our show, our show with Dutch music about Dutch culture. I'm Katinka, your Maastricht's host for today, here with Lotte. Hi. My fellow Dutchie. Uh, Adrian, still here with us. Hi. Secretly Dutch. And it uh, mm-hmm. are you Dutch by now?
3: Um, no.
1: Alright, well then, <laughs> then he's just the tech guy for today. Um, yeah, so we just listened to Het uh, Land van, a rap from Lange and Bass Baas Bay. So I ju- you already said that you did not really like it. Uh, but I chose it because it's a bit of a summary of the Netherlands. A lot of things that happened in a specific period of time or a lot happened in our culture, in our country. Um, yeah, Adrian, what did you think?
8: Uh, I just closed the door so I didn't listen at all. I'm oh. sorry.
1: Okay, <laughs> about the song. What do you think about the song?
8: <laughs> sorry about the song. Uh, I think that rap music when it's going so slow, you really need a smooth language. Mm. And so mm. I didn't really enjoy this yeah, one. Yeah, they have oh, a difficult very... Topic. But yeah. I must admit that the previous one wasn't that bad. Yeah, so... Oh, yeah, that's
2: that's I, I, I yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. talk yeah. about that a little bit. Yeah, I still want to know what Sashit's... Uh, our composer uh, thinks our about... The me. resident yeah. composer. Okay. Yeah,
3: exactly. Yes, yeah, Um By Efi de I think it was, uh, it was a fantastic track. You know, this is one of... Um, it's just super well produced. You can hear that every element of the track has been chosen to fit in you know when she talks about the sea, you know, you can hear it in the music, you can hear it in you the way it's produced. You feel like you're on the water, you're exactly. looking up, and
2: you see the lights. Yes,
3: yep. it's very picturesque. Yes. And I think the reason that works is that it's been composed extremely well. I mean, the text as well, you know, the text, mm. because this is one aspect of writing good song text. You have to make sure that the song text sounds good when you, when you recite it, not just when you sing. And then yeah. when it sounds good recited, then it sounds good sung, and then it sounds good when it's produced well. And if you listen carefully to the production they do de-emphasize the G a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, they, but they emphasize other sounds which are quite nice in Dutch, which obviously if you're not Dutch, you wouldn't hear. But, you know, the Ds and the Ts, they're, they're sharp but not overpowering. And mm. those are nice sounds. So yeah. clearly they had a producer who was quite sensitive to the language. And the track was extremely well written. Very, very original way of dealing with uh, text, with lyrics. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I would highly recommend Suits. It's uh, her new album. She um, produced it uh, last year. Couldn't do her tour, sadly. Mm. Yeah. She Aww. did. Um, Is that Bittersweet? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's and bittersweet. It's b- bittersweet. It's, yeah, exactly, yeah. And she did um, a tour. She actually uh, did filmed her tour, so there's a, a film made out of this show because she actually she had like choreographed choreographed uh, dancers. Uh, she really made like try to to make it a real experience but it didn't uh work out but yeah you can you can watch the film bittersuit or you can listen to the album bittersuit and i would highly highly recommend if you're skeptical of dutch music (laughs) everyone
3: turns to to adrian
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly and uh, if you're not skeptical about dutch music just listen to the rest of the Um, (laughs) hip-hop but yeah let's come back to our topic we're gonna talk in this hour a bit about Dutch culture Dutch stereotypes and uh, Lotte and I really wanted to give all our listeners some tips and tricks on how to survive here in the Netherlands mm. because there are some things that you will learn that are a bit peculiar maybe a bit mm. different than other countries Um it's also why I wanted to start with that song um, I'm sorry that you guys didn't like it that much but it <laughs> is something that made me feel very Dutch I remember this song coming out and it was like oh, all this, these things that are happening here um, mm. Lotte he wanted to start with some stereotypes yeah I thought stereotypes stereoty- yeah stere- stereotypes. yeah I'm is that a radio
3: joke <laughs> no <laughs> it's just bad Could such be of one. humor <laughs> no i'm just thinking about dutch stereotypes and i think the first one that comes up comes to me is like tall yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. true yeah that. well let's just start there are do all dutch look the same are they all tall um blonde and have blue eyes
3: yes and wear wooden shoes yeah, wooden shoes.
1: What? It's <laughs> uh, part of the stereotype. If you want to have the complete outfit, that's part of
3: it. Summarize in in medieval Japan. Wore wooden shoes. What is with the <laughs> Dutch wearing wooden shoes?
1: You but don't know about you day? don't know about the wooden Apparently shoes. Apparently not.
4: No. Oh my god! It's what half cool of, half
1: of our um, uh, souvenir shops are built of wooden shoes. Yeah. Painted okay. with Delft's blue. All right. Well, such has some, things, some <laughs> things to learn. I do think that I do. Dutch are taller than mm, That's sure. just a fact, right? It's. it's yeah. I think we're the second tallest people in the world. Or Who's something.
3: taller than you guys?
2: Yeah, like some Scandinavian country. No, they're mm. pretty
3: short. I'm pretty sure that the Dutch are the tallest.
2: Yeah, so I'm 168. And that's average
1: <laughs> yeah i'm 167 so <laughs> I'm average um, i mean
2: we're, we're not very tall both of us but we it's just crazy to think well, that actually, we're average that's already quite tall yeah you so that's the thing uh
1: my sister she studied in amsterdam and she also joined like a sorority mm. um a student training there and every time i was there i was by far the shortest mm. like it was basically me looking at butts all night because everybody is so <laughs> tall and then the average there of the women was like 175 180 it's Insane. the average and then the guys were just all like 195 two mm. meters or a, even a little bit above yeah um, so we were just like ty- the tiny people from the south you know
2: and if you want to go to a concert that's uh, good nope. luck forget it yeah.
1: forget it just train your ears I'm happy I have nice ears because I'm never, I'm never in the Netherlands never able to see the concert yeah. Adrian obviously you're Dutch you're very tall how tall are you
8: yeah I'm uh, 1 it's meter giveaway. 96 it's actually the it giveaway is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: blonde hair as well <laughs> but I don't um,
8: have blue eyes that must come from my French part mm.
2: probably <laughs> lots of y-
1: you do have that blue eyes yeah hair. I think
2: I've, I'm the most stereotypically dutch here on the table not so tall though i wish yeah
1: uh, well <laughs> are we cheap are yes. dutch people cheap <laughs> <laughs> so cheap. Yes. are dutch
3: people cheap well one of the most satisfying things about you know the, the phrase going dutch is that it's absolutely true in the netherlands yeah mm-hmm. yeah
2: i love it it's kind of empowering because if you go on a first date um, as a woman, you you're also you're also paying always, yeah. and it's it's showing you know that you can that you you're not reliant on uh, you're yeah. not making use of anyone. Uh, it's it's just very uh, equal. Yeah, for um, me that goes beyond
1: yeah. uh, beyond to dating also with my friends. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm the only one that has has their own business, mm. um, and everybody always wants to pay everything for me because you have your own business, so you don't have any money. Which mm. I mean, half of the time it's true, but still. <laughs> when i go out it's my decision and i can pay for myself i can take care of myself that's kind of yeah the um, the way we look at it i guess Mm on the other hand, I do understand very much <laughs> how everybody comes here and is like, what? what's this yeah, splitting Yeah, my Russian f-
2: uh, girlfriend, uh, she uh, she actually is very surprised that, uh, that guys are not paying for her, you know, yeah. like, you oh, I'm expecting <laughs> something or, or they <laughs> yeah. might not like me or, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's
1: very different message. And also yeah. um, apps like Tiki, oh, sending yeah. a betaalverzoek, um, we talked about a website, Lotte. Uh, you and I talked about the website uh, who v- pays t- what? what? yeah WhoPaysWhat.nl yeah, so it's WhoPaysWhat.nl where you can seriously if you go out for a weekend you can put in all the expenses and everybody fills in what to they paid tea, we pay yeah. equally I wish, <laughs> yeah. I, to, wish to I had this cent, just three weeks penny.
3: ago because that's exactly what we did <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and, and we just did everything by hand it yeah, was such a the opinion. website
1: calculates uh, who, who has to pay whom so it's not even like that I have to pay you five euros and I have to pay you ten mm. the website just covers it all um, they,
8: they also have a, an app uh, that you can download, but it's yeah. called Splitzer. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And those um, are very Dutch. Th- I think tiki was invented in the I right? I think so. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. So if uh, if if I, for instance, pay uh, a few drinks uh, for my friends, I would just send them afterwards a tiki, which is uh, an an yeah. Uh, a request for them to pay me the the, the certain amount and they get it in their text or WhatsApp. I think you can always... And it's fine, uh,
1: always. like Even with my my friends, if somebody's like, oh, I have some catch, I want to get Mm. rid of... I'll pay and you guys, I'll send you a ticket. You're like, okay, cool. And if you pay, (laughs) you
2: get this little gif of like a a happy person. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're going to go into a song and then talk a bit more about some stereotypes and some, um, yeah, some things that you have to deal with here. You have to deal with bikes. I think that's the first thing we're gonna talk about. Mm. Um, before that, let's listen to a song about bikes. It's from her uh, Gerspodel, mm. bagagedrager, which is <laughs> the back thing on your bike where you can sit on.
2: Yeah, jump on.
5: Yeah. gaan we samen weg. ik
10: Ik ken je nog niet, maar je lijkt op Barbie En het zou kunnen liggen aan die vijf Bacardi Maar ik denk dat het ligt aan je mooie face Aan die mooie en een zo grote reet En ik hoop dat je past op een bagage dragen, Want ik heb een nieuwe fiets, ik ben een raasje En ik zet die train, skip de train Dus spring maar op bij mij, de fietsen deur naar huis toe samen Onderwegstelde niet wat je van mij wil horen Je zag aan de bar en je wilde scoren Ben gevallen voor je ogen en je sexy stijl Je lijkt een vrouwelijke gestie wel En de volgende morgen was niet te geloven Die chick die was weg en had me volgelogen En ik had er nog wel zo lekker genomen Maar Eindstand hadden ze mijn fiets gestolen Spring maar achterop bij mij Achterop mijn fiets En ik weet nog niet waar we naartoe gaan samen Maar dat boeit me ook helemaal niets. Spring maar achterop bij mij Daar gaan we samen weg En ik weet nog niet waar naartoe Maar dat maakt niet uit want ik ben wel de weg uh. Ik ken je nog niet, maar je lijkt op Nicky En het zou kunnen liggen aan die 15 whisky. Je kleding is roze, awesome, met blauw is fristy. En je heupen zijn sexy, in strak strakke skinny Misschien is het een idee om hier weg te gaan Naar een plek ergens, je ver vandaan Naar Parijs of naar Rome of naar Milaan Of eens schiet op een fiets, helemaal dan de maan Onderweg vertel ik jou wat je niet wil horen Want dat is wie ik door de jaren heen ben geworden Nu ben ik oprecht en heb het beste voor je Het beste met je voor is om slecht verwoorden Als ik maar met je kan zijn, de rest kan me niet schelen Zij waren nep en ze wilden me breken En jij past precies om mijn bagage te dragen En dat is dus wel gebleken Spring maar achterop bij mij Achterop mijn fiets En ik weet nog niet waar we naartoe gaan samen Maar dat voelt me ook helemaal niets dus Spring maar achterop bij
5: mij Dan gaan we samen weg En ik weet nog niet waar we naartoe Maar dat maakt niet uit want ik ben wel de weg Vanavond ik donny uitgegeven. De best besteden donnie van mijn leven. Want als ik de junk geen money had gegeven, dan kon je nu niet achterop. kon je nu niet achterop aan. Oh. Zag je staan met je hoge hakken, rode lakken, zo'n seks zo'n klasse. En met uh, verblind door je oorbellen. Sorry, vergeet mezelf helemaal voor te stellen. Maar na mijn naam is Seth, mag ik nu iets in je oor vertellen. vind je seks, geheim niet door vertellen Nee, ik pes je, meisje, begrijp je wellen. Ik heb een plekje vrij op mijn gezellen. We kunnen fietsen, flesje, pijn bestellen. Of dans, ik weet niet, laat mij gezellig Maar beter zeg ik niks En spring maar achterop, dan krijg je van mij een lift Spring maar achterop bij mij Achterop fiets En ik weet nog niet waar we naartoe gaan samen Maar dat voelt me ook helemaal niets Dus spring maar achterop bij mij Daar gaan we samen weg En ik weet nog niet waar naartoe Maar dat maakt niet uit, want ik ben wel de weg, 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 weg.
1: I was bagagedrager from Gerspord Um, Hop on with me on the back of my this bike. It's actually a very <laughs>
2: Dutch thing. Yeah, I think it's always so cute when people are, um, you know, kind of struggling to, to bike uh, two people on one bike. And it's, it's such a Dutch thing. And uh, it's very uncomfortable, but sometimes useful when you go out and. Uh, you don't have a bike or you have to hop on your your friend's bike and
8: but I have discovered one thing at EMA it's uh, a small cushion that you can fix oh. on the back of, of your bike and it yeah. makes it more comfortable yeah oh. <laughs> All right. hey. and
1: Adrian that's how we know that you're not really that Dutch <laughs> it is something um I mean one lots of like you say um that people struggle you see a lot of people that don't even know how to ride a bike when they arrive here and oh, yeah. then just the sitting on the back of a bike, like it's, it's just something we do. We've mm. done it from a, and, and you have the cushions and everything, that's what your parents still, um, they make the back of the bike comfortable, <laughs> you know, up until you're like 10 and then you have to go and on your own. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just, it just no, happens.
2: But I, I, I would like that actually, a cushion.
1: Yeah, mm. or a, yeah, jacket, scarf, something that sometimes, because mm. some of them are really bad. Mm. You have to sit on the back of some bikes, it's like, mm, i rather walk.
2: Usually, have you ever tried sitting up the front, like on the steering wheel? The yeah, steer,
1: I thing? do that after a few beers. <laughs> before that, I'm scared because it's, um yeah, it's, it's, it's dangerous. I have respect for people yeah.
2: that can do this.
1: You see, that's people
3: terrifying. But I think that's also a size thing. I think once you're beyond a certain size, that's just not possible. <laughs> nah, <true.
1: laughs> Depends on the on, on the size of the bike and the size of the other person, though, right? True. Mm. True. Because I mean, you could sit on the front of Adrian's bike. Possibly, <laughs> but do I really
3: want to put uh, myself in that position? Yes, uh,
8: I mean, I'm new in the Netherlands, so you don't know how well I can bike. <laughs> Perhaps <laughs> after a year. Yeah, but he will
1: such he will have a pillow for you. Yeah.
8: That's very nice. <laughs> and also, that's something uh, I'm very Dutch about: is the the quality of the bike, because I got a a, a very shitty bike yeah. for thirty euros. <laughs> and, uh,
3: okay. and yeah, so I, I would definitely not go in the front if I was you. Oh, <laughs> but did you get really a that. shitty bike in the sense of did you get an UMa? or did you just get a crappy bike that doesn't work? Oh, it's a crappy one. Resale. Oh, yeah. okay. mm-hmm.
1: But 30 euros is not that bad because I have seen students that paid it's 150 euros for a shitty bike Yes, and and that's that sucks. So if you're listening, you're in the Netherlands and you don't have a bike yet, ask for some advice before you go buy one um, because there's a lot of people that take advantage, advantage of, of students. Yeah, they get stolen yeah. all
2: the time, yeah. Yeah, I actually have a good bike because I have to bike quite a lot daily. Oh, oh <laughs> then I even have it insured, so um, <laughs> yeah, I'm you that person. That. <gasps> Uh, my bike is
1: quite good actually I got it because my last one was stolen somebody Mm. saw it on Facebook and my last one was a cruiser so that was like it had been my bike for seven years Mm. it was seriously somebody stealing my baby Um, and uh, somebody on Facebook saw that and they offered me a free bike and this guy was like I have one left over it works so if you want it and it's really good it's a (laughs) Gazelle, old (laughs) Gazelle." yeah is that also
2: the stereotype is that we have multiple bikes like I think (laughs) the percentage is one and a half each Mm-mm. Like Dutch inhabitant or no, something? No, it's
1: higher. It's like four and a half or something. Really? Yeah. The amount of bikes that are in the Netherlands, it's like three or four times yeah. the amount of people. Uh, yeah. So that's a very solid stereotype. It's very yeah. true. You actually have in Amsterdam, you have a bike graveyard <laughs> and because they- Like the in the canal. <laughs> Like. Well, also that. And that's where they find, they have to do that like once every three or four months. They yeah. have to clear out the canals because take, <laughs> take away all the old bikes in there because the boats won't be able to pass anymore. <laughs> uh, but there is a bike graveyard. So if the, you know, they do that here as well. The police goes around town and all the bikes that are parked mm. wrongly, they take them away. Yeah. Uh, and then in Amsterdam obviously it's a way bigger city there's way more bikes than there are here in Maastricht mm. so they take them away and they take them to this special place where you can pick them up but like we know a lot of these bikes people have bought from somebody in the streets for like 10, 20, 30 euros and this place to pick the bike up that is super far outside the city center and it's not mm. really accessible with public transport so i mean if somebody would have you know stolen your bike how are you even going to get there mm. so people don't bother picking them up mm. um because whatever i'll just walk walk a few blocks around the city mm. and i'll buy another one for 10 euros from yeah. somebody in the streets so there's like a serious huge graveyard for yeah. bikes there yeah and uh, yeah my parents have six Right now, the two of them. Yeah, two okay. for the B and B, which are also spare ones for oh, yeah. us kids. And then yeah. they have two. My bike. Of my dad has one for uh, delivering the mail. There's an old mm. one, and they bought two new electric ones for. Yeah, to I, go to I, the I am and also. Stuff. Uh,
2: I have. I, I was just thinking about it. I have a foldable bike. I have a race bike. We have a house bike. So uh, shared yeah. shared bike and then my regular
3: bike. <laughs> yeah. So this yeah. is this is Dutch culture. <laughs> yeah. I like, have like, yeah. I
1: have three bikes. The real deal.
4: <laughs>
6: Emotional
3: attachment to bikes. Owning multiple bikes for different overlapping purposes yeah, and uh, yeah the idea of a house bike what in the world is a house bike
2: <laughs> it's a spare bike so <laughs> yeah. like a house pet <laughs> yeah kind of if we you want to share your pet
8: <laughs> my, my roommate uh, she's Dutch and she doesn't like biking at all so she never does but sh- she still has three bikes in her basement yeah. See? Because
1: you're going to need them at some point. It's a way of survival. It's also, so one of my best friends, uh, Siggy, lives in South Africa, um, and bikes is one of the conversations we have over and over again. And I do, when I see like crazy, weird bikes, I always send him a picture. In Amsterdam I saw this bike where it was for one person and four kids could fit on the bike.
2: Mm. I'm like,
1: oh, that's nice. <laughs> and uh, the buck feet
2: and, you know, the longer
1: yeah. things. And
2: you have so many. I also love swap feet, like the whole concept. Yeah. It's really great. It's
3: very smart. Yeah. I don't think that's very dodgy you're supposed to own one bike and you know create an emotional bond with the bike I do and an I an love all the scars yeah, on the bike and everything and you know sometimes you're you're biking somewhere and it's extremely it's an extremely important thing you have to bike for and you can't walk mm. and the bike makes a nasty sound <sighs> and you just ignore it and you know it goes away yep. you form this sort of spiritual relationship with it <gasps> bike with swap feet yeah. that's just not possible i'm sorry no, no, no but I, I, I could
1: recommend it for the practicality yeah,
2: yeah i could recommend it for exchange students or yeah
3: jokes okay. apart i think it works phenomenally well yeah
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's super extremely smart it's a really good uh, good business yeah. model
1: yeah um but yeah bikes are a thing mm. um something that we have we're gonna go into the next song and then roll into the next stereotype and topic and maybe some tips that we have mm. <laughs> uh, this song is from dumar it's um one of my favorite bands it's a bit of different I hope such it's that is a bit of a different type of music. Mm-hmm. Um, this specific song is more ska, they have a lot of ska-like music. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this one is called Neder, Nederwied, which translates to Weed.' <laughs> so that's what it's about. Dit is a
11: lied over a plant, a green plant mooie plant, een wel plant, een grote, een sterke, ja, een nuttige plant. gaat over de Cannabis Sativa Hollandica, oftewel... Nederwiet, 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 nederwiet. Het goede zaad is van een plant die al minstens drie generaties in Nederland groeit en bloeit. Sommige mensen zeggen zeven, maar dat is een kwestie van geloof. Geloof ik, dat mag je dus zelf weten. Goed, het goede zaad doen we in maart, april, mei in de grond. Tegen doen met voorkiemen en zo. Dat is allemaal maar haastige spoed. Het plantje weet zelf het beste wanneer het goed moet komen. Dus laat maar gaan, dat gaat wel goed. Dat wordt prachtige Of de bloemetjes haal je binnen Je legt ze op de grond of hangt ze met de voetjes aan het plafond En dan wacht je 1, 2, 3, 3,5 en maand Tot dat droog is En als het dan droog is Dan komt het belangrijkste Van de cannabis-sativa-volandica Het uitzoeken Want de plaatjes Daar krijg je hoofdpijn van Ik wel. De blaadjes, daarvan krijg je een betonnen hoofd. Dus, die blaadjes, die gooi je
1: weg, 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 weg,
11: weg. weg. En je loopt alleen de
1: hoesjes. Yes. Welcome back. You're listening to Student Radio Maastricht here at RTV Maastricht 107.5 FM. I'm Katinka here together with Lotte. Hello. Adrian. Hi. And Sachitz. Hello. And we've rolled into Dutch stereotypes, Dutch culture. And um, yeah, Lotte and I wanted to prepare our listeners that are in the Netherlands or maybe coming to the Netherlands soon um, of what to expect. Yeah. One of the stereotypes is drugs, Lotte. Oh, yeah. dr- Dutch people use drugs all day, every day.
2: I, uh, maybe this is a bit of a disappointment for a lot of students <laughs> when they come here and uh, they notice that it's... Um, I mean it is a thing of course. We have uh, coffee shops they're very easy to go in and roll a joint and enjoy your time there. Um, but are we all potheads? don't think so.
1: No. Not all of us. No, I definitely can agree with that. Um, the song we just listened to was from Duma a Dutch band. It's called Nader Weed. If you're interested in growing weed, learn Dutch, listen to this song, because they basically explain <laughs> how to do it, start to end, and uh, give or you some- Or just go
8: on Google, and so that you don't have to learn Dutch.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, but I mean, this is better. This is better. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways- um, It sets you
8: in the mood, it's true. Yeah, <laughs> it sets you in the
1: mood, and you can just, you know, smoke your spliff, listen to the song, <laughs> learn how to grow weed. Uh, but yeah, no, not
2: everybody here smokes weed it's a really complex situation because i think uh, what a lot of people think is that um, we legalized um weed um, mm-hmm. but it's actually not true not even it's close. not it's not legal actually um they they do sell it but it's actually to for shops to obtain the weed is completely legal completely uh,
1: so yeah. shops can sell weed but mm-hmm. no, it's Ill- it, that's legal. Uh, it's illegal to grow weed. So that mm-hmm. makes you wonder, like, where does the weed come from? Exactly. That sell, right? Yeah. That's where it starts. Uh, then we can legally buy the weed in the coffee shop and mm-hmm. you can legally smoke it at home. But you're not allowed to have it on you when you walk in the streets. Yeah. So then I'm wondering, how do I get it from the shop where I legally buy it to at home where I can legally smoke it? Yeah.
3: I believe you're allowed to own, to have like five grams on your person. Yeah,
1: they will take yeah. it away from you, and you won't get a fine or anything. Really? But they
2: you're can not always take to. it from yeah. you. Yeah, they can always. Uh, and
1: yep. that's the thing here, also <laughs> with other drugs. Like if you have uh, a gram of cocaine on you, or like an unaccessory or two accessory pills, mm. you know, those small amounts for personal use. That's when they say you're allowed to have things for personal use. They won't take you to jail. They won't fine you. They will just take it away from you and say, okay. Don't yeah don't do drugs okay um <laughs> <laughs> and that, that, yeah. that's it yeah um because it is a big thing here it's it's what we all know and i mean obviously Lotte, i agree with what you just said not everybody smokes weed but i think compared to other countries the percentage of um i want to say children because <laughs> it starts at a pretty young age yeah, true. that does use drugs has experienced drugs and maybe mm-hmm. not you know really for a long period of time but i don't know a lot of people that have Mm. never done anything no Um, i guess
2: in high school it's pretty normal to at least experiment with it and then you yeah. obviously have some people that really go into weed culture <laughs> kind of and uh, it is like a very important thing in their lives and other people try try it and then stop uh, after yeah. a certain time. And it is yeah. it
1: is a gateway, gateway right because it's everywhere yeah. um, you can even get your drugs tested here so if you buy yeah. an ecstasy pill you can go to like the GKD or wherever and you give them a pill and you're like hey is this the good drugs or is it dangerous they will test it for you. Yeah. If it's free the only thing that you lose is that one ecstasy pill and then that's yeah. it which is something that I think is very nice because it takes away the risk from yeah. young. Um, also, people. bores it down.
2: I guess it becomes boring. It's yeah, not that's so what I'm wondering. Yeah. That's yeah.
1: that's what I always wonder. Like, does it really that it's not such a big thing? Does it really bore it down, or does mm. it does it make it too accessible for everybody? Yeah. But I think that's the never-ending discussion. Yeah. And as long as our law system is so in between, and mm-hmm. I don't think there's really a solid answer to it. Yeah, I yeah. have been more in the underground scene, I think I can say, than you have been here in Maastricht. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen a lot of people going down the wrong path with it, mm. losing themselves in drugs, people that when I was studying, I was hanging out with, there was a lot of drugs around. And now, you know, I'm doing my things in life. Um, and I see a lot of people that are at the same place where they mm-hmm. were 10 years ago. And that's something that is starting to make me sad now. Um but yeah, I wouldn't know how that is in other countries. Adrian, such it's how is that <laughs> yeah in your countries? Uh
8: well uh, in France it is true that literally everyone smokes weed. And uh, that's why my personal point of view it's is that it's a good thing to legalize it because yeah. it allows the state to have control over it actually. Uh, and yeah. there is also that thrill that young people have in France about buying drugs because it's illegal and so they are happy to go against the police, against the system yeah. and yeah so i i personally think that it's much better way to control it uh, the way they do it in the netherlands
1: yeah because that's not a thing here i can say uh, it's not like super cool if you have weed
2: <laughs> no it's <laughs> tolerated um but yeah it's kind of whatever you also know. <laughs> selling
1: weed it's not like oh you sell weed okay wow yeah, maybe, exactly. maybe around like the age of 17 18, 17 18 but after that it's just like me yeah exactly. mm-hmm. all right i i study i i work okay you sell <laughs> weed sure such <laughs> it so, how is that for uh india
3: well <clears throat> i think it's uh nearly universal that people smoke weed at a certain age and in, even in countries where it's highly illegal to smoke weed people still smoke weed yes. i think the differences open up when you when you're talking about other drugs because access uh, to drugs which even might not be legal here is very simple Mm. and because of the comparatively you know relaxed laws surrounding use and possession i think there's more use of these drugs in the netherlands but i'm not sure how that would compare to you know big cities across europe because i think it would be more or less the same but once you start heading outside of europe then you start seeing differences
1: Yeah maybe it's a it's a long conversation that we can have about this I think because we always t- also take very good care of our addicts so if you're an heroin addict there are places where you can go and safely they will give you clean needles uh, where you can u- and you can use your drugs safely um, which I think is very good as long as people at some point can get rid of them it's time for another song Treintje um, Oosterhuis is who we're going to listen to a singer that, um I love her. <laughs> I don't know lots. Of, I don't know. if you, you know Traintje? Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's um, I love her, and I wanted to listen to this song. Is something also from a movie? I think wasn't it an Apple chair? Oh, this I don't song? know. Okay, <laughs> uh, it's it's also something that's very nostalgic to me. "Vlieg met me mee," which is, come, fly with me. That's what she's singing about. Mm. Come fly with me to the ocean, to the sea, to the sun. So uh, Traintje Oosterhuis, vlieg met mij me mee. That was Vlieg met my fly with me, or something like that, Treintje Oosterhuis. Welcome back on the show. You're listening to Student Radio Maastricht here at RTV Maastricht 107.5 FM. Um, we're talking about Dutch culture stereotypes and everything that happens here. I'm Katinka, still here with Lotte, mm-hmm. Adrian and Sajit. Uh, Lotte, you have the next uh, stereotype for us or the next uh, yeah. Dutch topic.
2: I was wondering, because we were talking about uh, the weeds not being legal here, but being tolerated mm. uh, and um, sort of managed and stuff. Um, so I was I was kind of wondering, are we still a very tolerant country? I think this is something that a lot of people think, but are we really? Do yeah. we tolerate a lot here?
1: So Chit, what do you
2: what do you think about
3: that? I mean, um, the question always is, who's asking, you know, whom are mm. you tol- tolerant with respect to? Are you... I mean, you know, these are always relative questions when you talk about humans, Mm. so it's difficult to say on an absolute scale, but I think on an absolute scale, yes, but then so is the rest of Western Europe. Yeah. Yeah. So we were
2: the first, for instance, to legalize uh, gay marriage in Amsterdam. Yeah. Um, First of April. Yeah. uh, 2001. Oh, well. (laughs) Which is still
1: not that long ago. Like I thought it was legal way before, but apparently not.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, in that sense, maybe we are uh, open-minded, um, but like considering that we also still have black beads. <laughs> so, Sinterklaas is um, as national holiday, um, kind of uh, showing, it. Uh, I mean, I think most people will know about this, but uh, it's a saint and he has uh, some black workers, uh, slaves, that take little uh, naughty children to, it's, it's basically <laughs> Santa
1: Claus, but then instead of midgets, you have black people. Yeah, exactly. It's always like the easiest way. And it's still to
2: very, it. very hard for people to change this because it's the national holiday, and they they don't want to f- steer away from from these, uh, you know, traditions. And it's yeah. it's super, super frustrating. And, and I I don't really yeah. want to
1: start a zwarte uh, Piet discussion here, no. uh, but there is. One thing I would like to say about that, I think it's really about evolving things. Mm. Yes, it's Santa class, like the the um, it's 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 a racist. If you look back at history, it's a racist thing. Mm. What in fucking history is not racist? I mean, mm. we cannot pretend like there were no slaves. Yeah. So definitely evolve the whole celebration. Don't make Pete black. Make him whatever blue. Make it strive to make it a, a lion i don't care do something with it chase the clothes i think that's about time as yeah, well because the they're important also thing, yeah. very slave related clothes don't ask a country to um, stop their one national holiday mm. that's just not something you can do uh, okay. i think that's not fair um because then i mean do white people have to be white because history is racist do Black people have to stop being black because history is racist. Mm. I don't know. I don't see the point in that. And that's where all the fighting is coming from around it, which is not. Yeah. We're, get, we're losing track of where the problem started. Yeah, exactly. So evolve the holiday and then everybody else that is living here that is maybe has different backgrounds or is not from the Netherlands. Also mm. be accepting to what the history is or what the culture here is. And mm. I'm not saying accept the racist part, but mm. I'm saying to the Netherlands, change it, yeah. evolve. And then everybody else yeah, have fun with it, you know, <laughs> except that they make changes. Yeah. Um, th- it is a very, the Netherlands has always been a very international, and I think accepting country
2: yeah we're kind of everywhere right uh, yeah. if you go on holidays you hear dutch people everywhere and they travel around a lot yeah.
8: as long as you're staying in a camping
2: <laughs> yeah in a caravan yeah, one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. in france in we, we, yeah. yeah
1: but that is a thing right avian
8: it is actually uh i think two years ago i traveled by bike from switzerland to the south of france and so mm. i stopped in literally every camping that was on the way and i think that in each of them there were more more dutch speaking people than french so uh, yeah it, it, it it's is true. really a thing yeah
1: yes. and but it's everywhere like i went to portugal and the menu there was in well, portuguese english spanish and dutch <laughs> <laughs> i'm so like okay random. yeah because really, i mean there's dutch people here so let's just change our menu <laughs> in dutch yeah. it's crazy how such a small country can be so over the place mm, uh, and that's
2: what i like i think that's we uh, broaden our horizon and we're also taught yeah. in a young age to do that to to go uh, um, and explore um so that's what i really love about it so in that sense yes we were we're more open-minded i guess than tolerance yeah, yeah i yeah. think that's a good summary
3: of the yeah. of the issue um yeah. and that's certainly what i feel as well mm. i feel the i feel whenever I, whenever i travel in the netherlands you know the influence of centuries of visiting other parts of the world, well, colonizing many of them as well. Yeah, we
1: took over the world, then sold it, took the money back. Yeah. <laughs> it's Dutch history in but, a nutshell.
3: <laughs> but on a purely cultural level, there is definitely um a self awareness which is not so not not as common as as it should be. A self awareness yeah. of the fact that there are other people who live lives in other ways. And sure we sure the Dutch still have issues like you know? Mm. But there is always the ability to put this in a broader context, yeah. which is a much more recent thing for the rest of the world. It comes from the internet. Yeah. But with the Dutch, it seems to me, uh, you guys would have to confirm to me because I wasn't here before the internet, but it seems to me like this uh, se- sense of awareness has been there for a little longer than it has been in other mm. places.
2: Yeah.
1: I think so. Yeah, and I that's
2: think also so. the next stereotype is that we all can speak uh, English very well. I think that's, this helps in this, in this topic that we uh, can make ourselves understandable to that's people true. from yeah. other countries and that we we learn a second language kind of naturally when we grow up yeah. um, but yeah. still also
1: always a long way to go I yeah yeah of we course, can of course. Improve. yeah so that's yeah. why i like your open-minded better than tolerance Tolerance, yeah. tolerance we should don't never like be to change we like yeah. to
2: like maybe we we consider
1: <laughs> no. let's quickly go into uh, another song which is South London from Bluff. It's a very recent song. I think it came out last year or the year before. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. And um, one of the sentences in the song is i I been that you here so I am happy you are here. And I think that's also a message we wanted to send out today. The title of our show is Go or go Home, but we don't want anybody to go home. Please stay here, <laughs> educate us, let's have fun together in the Netherlands. Um after this, yeah, we're gonna Wrap up the show, but let's listen to the song "Versus Zoutenlander from Bluff.
12: we have no money in our En dan zitten we hier. En met poking talking And I'll see to the in I
1: Zoutel from BLIF. I love this song. Um, welcome back in the last part of our the end of our two-hour show. Are you listening to Student Radio Maastricht still here at RTV Maastricht 107.5 FM? I'm Kittinka here in the studio with Lotte, Hello. Adrian and Sagitt. Uh, and we can uh, have our last words about Dutch culture, the Dutch people, and um, how to survive the Netherlands. Sacha, you just mentioned something about um, the directness of the Dutch people.
3: Yes. Um, this is something that, you know, this is one of the stereotypes that I came here with that, you know, I would have to expect that the Dutch are very direct okay. to the point of being rude and <laughs> insensitive. And all sorts of stuff, but and are we? Are we? Absolutely! Are we? Yeah. Get out of my face, Netherlands. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I mean uh, again, you know, who's asking? And compared to the rest of Europe, I don't think there's a significant difference in personal interaction mm-hmm. however when you get to the professional level sometimes the dutch can be extremely surprising sometimes mm-hmm. they can say things that you that would in other cultures can be considered heartbreaking you know and they just spit it out in your left holding your heart like we don't beat ah, around a bush no yeah. i wasn't prepared for that critique you know mm-hmm. um, but uh, once you get accustomed to it you also realize that it's often not personally directed mm-hmm. which is the assumption in many other languages cultures and contexts uh and then you realize that you know this whole practice of putting your e- ego aside and listening to the other person works really well you know
2: mm. yeah interesting this was something that i really missed when i um, stayed in canada for um, 8 months yeah. i really missed the directness it was um, yeah this whole i don't know for instance, by tr- trying to make friends with people they, in, in Canada. Or like in, so I was in Toronto, so it was very much like American, like, mm-hmm. in, like in the States. So they, um, you know, they would be really, really accommodating, really, really friendly in the beginning and like, hi, how are you, this stuff um but when uh it came time to like make a appointment to like uh see each other again and uh, you know start a friendship it was always a bit like trickier because then apparently they weren't really that interested or you know just being polite <laughs> yeah it was yeah, just being polite very, very polite and uh, and for instance, the thing like, how are you, is something we don't really say in a casual way. We say it when we really want to know how you are, you know, and okay. we we, we want to hear a story. And it's not like, hey, how are you? Good. How are you? You know, it's not the, the ping pong, you know. Yeah, that's but, what you uh, have with yeah.
1: like the girl that works behind the, cash, uh, the, casa- yeah. uh, the cashier at the Albert Heijn. You know, that's yeah. what the, yeah. the type of how are you good conversation. Yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, no. But they don't ask how you are. They're just like, just hi
1: yeah no, it's not uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's casual well maybe i don't know the hairdresser <laughs> It's a yeah smaller yeah, okay, conversation.
3: That's, yeah um so yeah that's yeah. um to sum up what i would say is that you do have to expect directness in places where you might not expect it mm. it doesn't make such a big difference for personal relationships you know because it's just you, you don't miss it you don't miss all the politeness that you know gets in the way of actually saying what you yeah. mean it's just nicer such a
1: bummer I mean, it takes out so much time in your in your life. I guess I don't know. I'm very much raised, obviously, here in the Netherlands. So with that directness, I guess Um, my mom is from Rotterdam, uh, because that's also something that in the north they say that people in the south are not that direct. So Mm. there might be more conservative. For
3: sure, that's another difference that you can perceive when you speak to people from the north of the Netherlands versus the people from this region. There is certainly a difference. Yeah.
1: So I'm raised by. Somebody from Rotterdam, so I think I got it, (laughs) the directness. Mm. Uh, And it's something that I always hear back. You know, that people always tell me, oh, you're so direct or straightforward and not mean, but very honest, which Mm. can sometimes also hurt. And I always tell people, I mean, I just say what I think. And if you don't agree, you don't agree, also fine. Because that's a lot of the times I think the mistake in communication. If I tell you something that I think about something, the assumption that... I want you to care about my opinion mm. as well. Um, you do what you want to do with my comment or don't do anything, you know? Yeah. See, see what works for you. Um, but I like it. What do you think, Adrian? You've been here for a little while now.
8: Well, and it is something uh, I'm learning right now, that directness, but it does explain uh, a few of my uh, interaction, uh, my latest <laughs> interactions, and so I'm yes. very happy to learn about it. <laughs>
1: it's also very Can much... you give an example? Um,
8: uh, well, it was uh, it was in a jumbo. I was uh, I was making some groceries, and uh, and there was this very old woman with a limber uh, accent, so I couldn't understand a thing. We started talking to me <laughs> about the cheese, and really I, uh, I wasn't bothering at all because yeah, I wasn't buying cheese. But she was talking for hours about that <laughs> particular cheese, and it was kind of annoying.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you have these interactions, but what you learn about, especially in the humor. Um, don't think you you're bullied on <laughs> <laughs> too quickly because w- a lot of the humor also is very direct, almost oh, yeah. rude. It's a time to wrap up our show. I hope that everybody learned some things about Dutch music, learned some, some things about Dutch culture. A lot thank you mm. for doing this show with yeah, me. Yeah, no problem. I had we a lot of fun. Um, maybe we should do another another uh, Dutch music song. Mm, we sure. have to still educate Adrian a little bit about <laughs> it, make make him fall in love with the Dutch music. Um, Let's do a quick round of last notes, Sajid. Any last notes? Um, Comments? If there's um, anything
3: different about the Dutch, it's not on the surface.
1: Oh, deep. Mm. Oh, deep. Can you say that a bit more directly? So, you know. A bit more directly? <laughs> I mean,
3: it really is that all the changes are deeper held beliefs and, you know, things like humor, which uh, Dutch humor is completely different from humor in, you know, in, in the Anglosphere. And that's something you'll take time to learn. So the Dutch are approachable, but I think you have to take time and understand that it is actually a very different culture that is still approachable. So that's quite a, that's a, a bit of a, you know, it's uh well, what's that thing where two things don't make sense together? <laughs> I've yeah. forgotten the English word, multilingual context, just go on.
1: Opposites. Contradiction. Contradiction, yeah, all right. Yeah. All right.
2: Yeah, I agree with this. Uh, give Dutch people uh, a chance. Um, I heard from a few friends that they they thought it was kind of difficult to make friends here. Um, maybe because they struggle with this directness or uh, they they misunderstand. But I think, yeah, if you if you want to be friends with a Dutch person, just straight up say it. I guess so that's the easiest way. And uh, and usually they they, and they arrange something, they look at their agenda, see yeah, if they have time
1: for you. <laughs> yeah. All right, Adrian, um, welcome in the Netherlands. I hope you're going to have a lot of fun <laughs> next, uh, next time. <laughs> and if there's anything Dutch people do that you don't understand, just uh, let us know. We can maybe explain it to you. Well, there We're is yeah, alright, <laughs> we'll get to that back to that in the next show, that's a good one having. Mm. Uh, We're going to listen to our last show I wanted to take you guys back to uh, th- the 90s in the Netherlands This is No Limit from to Unlimited <laughs> uh, I want to thank RTV Maastricht for um, supporting us Kodo 4.3 for supporting us and we'll see you guys next week no, 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 no.
5: Yes and you will hear it I tell you this cause there's no limit No, no To wrap you here, no village to deep, no mountain too high, reach the
4: top